Welcome to the DBS Films Podcast, a behind-the-scenes look into making indie films. Learn from DBS Films about their process, tips, and fun stories that all come with making multiple movies a reality. Hey everybody, welcome to the DBS Films Podcast. My name is Kellen, with me as always is my brother Brennan. Together we make movies with the DBS Films. Today's episode, we're talking about part two of making our fourth horror movie of 20. 23 that is right my friends we are on that grind as always be sure to take a look at our movies online we got horror in the forest that's online right now you give it a rent and review it means the world to us and take a look at our discord channel we have auditions actively going on for this horror movie right now so you can be part of it all you gotta do is join and sign up and be part of the action my friends so this episode is really going to hop into more about Murder House and what we love about it, what we're looking forward to about it, and also a little few tips and tricks I feel like we're picking up when it comes to making movies this year. So I think let's hop right into it. Haunting of the Murder House, how do we feel about it? I'll go ahead and kick us off as someone who had their head chopped off in this movie. It's a great one. I really enjoy this one. I think this was a really cool one. Usually, like, I'm either a fan of our core concept or I'm not a fan of our core concept. And I just was not the biggest fan of A Girl in Cabin 13. Um, Love the movie. Again, very proud of all of the movies. But, like, it just was a very suboptimal plot in the sense of, like, yeah, they just show up and there's mass people. And then there you go. Um, Murder House had a little bit more more meat on the bone, in my opinion. You know, you got a Ouija board summoning Lester who was a murderer who's trapped there possesses people. And again, this was something that we did potentially take a look at doing with the haunting of the suicide house. So it's kind of shows how we can progress there, but I think it's really clean. You know, I think outside of a few production things in the sense that the house was a little bit too tiny, but you know, limitations that we have as a production team and a few things that we were still learning when it comes to just, you know, you being on the second feature in the sense of you actually filming it. Um, I think it came out really, really good. It's something that I really, really enjoy um, that movie. And I think the other side is really cool. So I'm a big fan of all of kind of those components. And when I look at all the movies that we made, I feel like Murder House is always going to kind of stand out to me as one that's, uh, you know, it just uh, it's it's weird to put like exactly what that thing is that puts it over another movie of ours. But whatever that is murder house definitely has it for me yeah i mean out of the ones that we did um you know recently uh horror in the forest is my favorite um uh, followed by murder house and they're very close um i would say that horror in the forest just because i think the acting uh you know we went out of our way to get uh more seasoned actors and i think jim did a really good job and i think that the actors in that one just gelled a little bit more better than um murder house did um, but I really like the pacing of Murder House. I think it was really good. Um, it was a great indie movie. Like basically, we used what we had, the stuff that we needed, um, to get the job done, and we got the job done. It was a nice little movie, um, and it did really, really well. And I think everyone should be really proud of that movie. You know, now moving forward, what we're gonna do, we're gonna figure out what we need to make to we need to do to make it better. And I'm really excited for it because like horror in the forest, like girl in cabin 13. Um, we have a very good concept in there, a concept that I know works. I know a concept that sells well that other people like and enjoy. And now it's just like, all right, since we have this concept, we don't need to spend a lot of time on coming up with a brand new story. You know, I can go through here and figure out, all right, well, what do we need to do? It's like, all right, 
the intro was good. It just was a little bit long. It took a long time to get going. So it's like, how do we get, you know, them in the house faster? How do we get more spooky stuff to happen? Um, and then the pacing kind of slowed down with the Ouija board and the seance scene. It's like, all right, how do we kind of speed those up or cut them down? Um, but the overall plot with, you know, Mo the Clown and a lot of the other stuff as far as like the lore, I thought was really good. And I'm excited to expand on it. Now it's getting better. We're going to make, you're going to see better lore. You're going to see better production value and you should see a better movie. Um, and I think that's just, once again, it's just because we have more reps. We've done this before. Now I can go back and kind of look at like what haunted house movies do I like? How did they kind of do that? Really try and work on atmosphere. I don't think we're at the point yet where you completely focus on atmosphere. We're still working on pacing. We're still paying our dues on, you know, making sure these movies are paced properly. But I am starting to be like, all right, how do we, without using pop scares, how do we make creepy atmosphere? And this is probably something, uh, once again, we're probably a little, probably in the next movie, in the next couple of movies, the next four, next year, we'll focus on atmosphere more. Um, I think we're still working on pop scares and pacing, but it's starting to come through. And I am excited to do that. How do you tell a horror movie without relying on the pop scares, making it creepy, making it, you know, suspenseful? How do you keep the audience's attention, you know, without the cheap pop scares? And I'm excited to tackle that. And I think you'll start to see us figuring out like little ways to kind of do that here. Um, with this movie. Uh, so I'm excited for that challenge. Definitely looking forward to it. And I think, you know, another thing that's really cool too is kind of hopping back production style or just filming style in the sense that it was originally a found footage movie, which we then converted to cinematic. But even when it was cinematic, we still mentioned that it was a found footage in the sense of the blurb mentioning that the footage was was found, which kind of caused a little bit of a confusion for some people watching it. But now we're hopping back to found footage. And I think that's going to be kind of unique because, you know, this movie was originally styled as essentially a found footage movie. We went to cinematic the first time, but now that we've made five found or four found footage movies, now we're closing in on our fifth one with this one. I think it's going to be interesting to see how the style hops back with a movie that we've originally filmed found footage. We filmed cinematic and now we're going back. I'm just curious to see, you know, what are the things that we pull from those different dynamics and styles to make it come to life? So what are kind of your thoughts on, you know, kind of hopping back and forth now with this one going found footage cinematic and back to found footage? I mean, if there's ever a movie that needs to be found footage, it's probably this one. Um, so I, I'm, I'm excited to do it. I think it's going to work really well. Um, as far as like the fans for found footage people, they're very like, they get very upset about breaking rules and, you know, having music in there and, you know, shooting things in specific ways and doing all this stuff that, you know, is traditional to the found footage group. That being said, they thought the murder house was a found footage movie when it's very clearly cinematic. So it, there's definitely some discrepancies and some rule breaking in there, but I'm excited to give them something more traditional to the found footage style. And yes, our movies are found footage as in their first person and the footage is found, but we'd still have to, you know, cater to a little bit of a larger audience, which is, pretty much every other horror fan and you know our movies are just a little bit slightly different we add music in them um the production value is a little bit higher 
Um, and I thought we did a good job with that um, with Horror in the Forest. Um, we're still waiting to see basically where that lands as far as the revenue mark. Um, the found footage segment of horror fans is extremely, extremely small. They're extremely passionate people and they're phenomenal. And I'm excited to, you know, work with them and make movies for them because they were very great with the, you know, a cold grave and how they rated that movie and gave us this, all the survey and all the information is super beneficial. But I still think at the same time, um, our stuff is going to always be a little bit more hybrid. Um, I do think that the movies that do much better on the found footage scale, if you kind of look at what they are, they're mockumentaries. So they are shot as almost a hybrid where it's interview, interview, music, overlaid, and then some, uh, you know, footage is found in there. Uh, so I do think that's kind of interesting. But uh, I think out of all the movies that we've done, we kind of forced the found footage into the movie. Maybe Horror in the Forest had a better reason to be found footage. This one is 100% can be a better movie because it's found footage. It's just what needs to happen. So I'm really excited to kind of do that. I'm excited to hop into this realm. I am getting a little tired of the found footage movies, but um, I think for this one, it's definitely, you know, it, it definitely needs to be found footage. I agree. It definitely fits the mold for it. And with that being said, I think one of the main ones is, you know, just the overall concept of it is something that I feel like it was much more unique. Maybe when we did it the first time back in 2018, So I will, I will like to point this out that we had a paranormal team kind of heading in there. Not that it's something that's super unique, but I feel like I have seen this concept at least a hundred times with indie films now in the sense of it being that found footage where a team will go to a location and kind of take a look at it. Now, here's what I say and what I will always mention and what we always mention. Each one of these movies is completely unique and different in its own sense of it, whether, you know, the motivations for the teams are slightly different, what they're actually doing. Are they YouTubers? Are they paranormal? All of that stuff. But I think this is a very solid indie trope to do because it helps out with that whole concept of why are they actually here and why are they filming? Kind of like you mentioned, but I like that. I like doing a concept that has been done to some degree um, by other, you know, just again, this is like, if you go back to Blair, Witch, essentially Blair, Witch was a documentary team. So kind of the essence of found footage is in this concept, but I like it because it shows you, unique approaches to that kind of equation where the equation is you got a team of people that are filming and they're going into a haunted house to film there. What do you have? And what I kind of enjoy about this is like I was saying, you get to have individual takes on this core concept. And it's a core concept that I feel like we've seen a lot in the indie realm. So you want to kind of talk about how it's almost like a classic, but to me, it almost shows you how you handle the classic tropes. That's where you really see the different styles between the studios. Yeah, I mean, it's like everything's been done before. There's very few unique movies. Um, everyone's like, um, well, get out. They're like, get out. It's a unique movie. And it was a skeleton key. Like there's been many movies that are done before. Um, and I don't think you need to worry about that. To sit there and spend all your time and try and figure out a really unique idea um, is it's just going to be difficult. And you can do it and you might have it, but I think that you're better off spent trying to find something that you really like, a trope that you like, or a story you want to tell and give it your own spin. 
And I think you did that a good job in the murder house. Um, I spent the last two weeks really watching pretty much every single um, paranormal investigator movie, all the hell houses, the grave encounters, the, um, you know, all the ones that kind of deal with this stuff where people go in there and film. Um, and I think it's all the same con- core concept, but there's just different, the filmmaker's own style is imposed on there. And I think that's the cool part. And to me, that story never really gets tiring because there's so much different stuff in there. And just even our movies from, you know, Suicide House to Murder House to this one are going to be completely unique. They're going to be completely different. Yes, for this one, we're going to keep the lore of Mo and how that happened in the abduction because it was really cool. And I really enjoyed telling that story, but um, it'll be different. And I think it'll be so different that you won't be able to, you can take murder house you'll take this one show it to people and they will think it's a completely different production they think it's going to be a completely different script they're going to think it's a completely different director um and i think that's really cool i really like that and if you take into the forest and horn of the forest they look completely different um same thing girl encounter 13 and girl encounter 14 so don't be afraid to try the same concept you've seen if you really like these movies obviously put in your own spin your own characters is what is going to give you your own uniqueness um don't just copy stuff um but even i think if you even try and copy something like basically page for page um i think it'll come out differently and i think that's just the testament of filmmaking which is basically you know you have so many people working on these projects to get something that's very similar um is very difficult to do but I think you as a filmmaker, your job is to put your own spin on this kind of stuff, put your own soul, your heart and your own soul into these movies. And I think that's what makes filmmaking really cool. Exactly that. And I think, again, you know, it's something that I embrace. I think it's really, really cool in the sense of being able to be like, you know, hey, I like this type of concept, but here's what I would do to kind of improve it. I think that is a constant feeling that people get when watching um films more so than any kind of other art form which again you know this is the beauty of it because each time that you take a crack at it it is going to come back with something slightly different there so that being said you know one thing i was mentioning that i'm really kind of excited for is we really seem to be picking up picking up the pacing i would say ever since bigfoot and i think it's kind of been something that we've been leaning in with our community but essentially it almost essentially started with a cold grave actually with having zombies, but then Bigfoot, we really kind of scaled up when we had campers and kind of additional rules to kind of have these little checkpoints in the girl in cabin 14. We had um, the torture scene, which, you know, I'll get a little check nod for that one. Cause it did came out really good in the sense of allowing us to cut to something. But basically I feel like all of these components have set up for the murder house whether it's figuring out ways that we can leverage our amazing community to get people who are very passionate to be out here. How can we make it so it increases the pacing, which is what we saw with the Bigfoot project of kind of meeting people and progressing quickly. And now we have it to where, you know, we understand that some of the gore stuff really works when you have almost like a tape to view and watch, which I guess started with horror in the forest, but all of these little elements are kind of adding up. So I'm very, very excited to what we're looking at potentially doing here with the ghosts, because I think it's going to progress the story. It's going to add pacing. It's going to make things like one of the limiting factors. I feel like for the first haunting of the murder house is you don't really have additional characters. You're just kind of like 
well, I wonder what the gang's going to see now. And then, in, if anything, you lose a character with Kai when he stops talking. Whereas I feel like having the ghost now is going to basically go the opposite direction of that. So I'm very excited. It almost feels like everything that we have been learning is setting itself up to really be utilized in this next upcoming movie. Yeah, I think, um, and I'm actually, I, I like looking at it and, you know, we write the script and we have the outline and we have what we need to do. And then we're like, all right, how do we get as many people in this movie um, as cheaply as possible so we can kind of give it a little bit of production value. Cause I do think having a lot of people as production value it looks good on the IMDb when you have 30 people in your, you know, your movie. Um, so I think that's interesting. It's a cool concept because we want to get new actors into this movie in roles that are very first time friendly, whether that's just background acting or saying a couple lines, um, something where you're not going to basically you know, freeze up or have a lot of problems or have a lot of stress. Um, I think that's the best way to do it. I think we did a good job in Bigfoot. I think we did a good job in Girl in Cabin 14. And this one, we're going to have multiple roles that are first time roles. And I think that this is, this transition is going to be where we need to go, where it's like, all right, let's give people a shot. Let's give them very little lines or just, you know, the ability to come on set and not be nervous or not have to be stressed out. They can come in here. They can enjoy it. They can see if this is what they want to do. And then the next couple of times we scale them up. I think maybe in horror in the forest, we gave them a little bit too much. Um, we gave them like a very aggressive amount of lines and everything. And everyone did a great job, but I think we got lucky. So it's like, we have to be very kind of careful with how we're kind of putting these people in this movie and I'd rather put more people in, give them the shot, see if they like this. Because coming on set and performing and staying up for 12 to 14 hours, um, it sounds good on paper, but could be very difficult. And there's a lot of stress in there. This may not be for you. So I think that that kind of um, idea of finishing the script, finishing the outline, saying, hey, all right, how do we put you know as many people in this movie, give new actors an opportunity I think that's going to be a new game plan moving forward. And obviously with the leads, with the larger roles, we open those up to discord and the best person always gets the role. So it's like, even if you can't get the the main role, which is very limited and it's very hard to get, you have opportunities at the smaller roles as well. Exactly that. And again, you know, the way that we can solve this problem is just scaling up and making more movies. So I think that's the really cool part is it all kind of adds up to that. Really, again, you know, with the haunting of the murder house, um, you know, I'm very excited because it is a concept where, <clears throat> you know, I, I think at multiple levels, I think we will continue to revisit the haunting of the murder house. You know, it was something that we were very eager to hop back into. This is now the first of our movies to have its third rendition of it in the sense that we've already made it and we decided we want to hop back to it. But I think, you know, kind of going back to what I was saying, where it's a core indie concept the big thing is it's just very doable. You know, this is one where, again, this movie can easily, if we have an idea and, you know, the whole goal is to 10 X our look from what the actual budget is. But if we're looking for that million dollar movie, realistically, we get a nice house that can have a little bit more production value. This is almost kind of that concept that can scale up to it. So I'm really excited for this because, you know, again, I think when we were approaching it last time, 
we were really like, shit, can we actually make a movie? Uh, you know, did we get lucky with a girl in cabin 14 or a girl in cabin 13? Whereas now it's like, okay, we know what we're doing. We kind of have these skill sets. We're increasing here, here, and here. Now let's really focus in on it. But what's also cool is again, you know, as we continue to scale up, I think this could always be a concept that we look back to because it really is a very contained concept in the sense of being indie budget friendly. So, you know, this is one where I have a feeling you're going to see a lot of haunting of, you know, murder or death or whatever the, the, the term is that we end up using for what is happening with this house. I just think it's one that you're going to continue to see because it is again, a very, very good contained concept. And I like it. It's fun. Yeah. I, I honestly think that the first, big budget movie that we'll ever make and i say big budget this million dollar plus is going to be the haunting of the willow house because i think that could be a contained movie it can be um done very cheaply we just need a lot of people and we need basically a haunted house um and i've seen we've seen movies pumpkin man had a haunted trail i've seen a couple other movies have haunts um in there i think we can make that movie um, and I'll probably be the first one. If I had a million bucks to tell one story that we've done before, it would be the haunting of the Willow house. Um, so, I mean, we're going to continue to work on this. We're going to get better. And I know, um, you know, murder house is a little bit different than Willow house is a little bit different than suicide house, but that whole general concept. And I still love the one where they go in there and they make it a business. Cause it just gives them a little bit more of an edge, a little bit more of a reason to stay in the house. Um, I think we just gotta, you know, kind of flesh it back, but man, that would be the first one I pitch. Um, probably that and like Morgan state would be another one that just needs a little bit more love as far as budget and attention, but it, as the story's there story's solid. Um, so I think that, you know, we're going to continue to hone our skills, but I think that you'll start to see these, you know, the haunting of ones, uh, with a little bit bigger budget and then hopefully, you know, probably not next year, but the year after that, we'll have, um, you know, that's the quality um, aspect of filmmaking where we'll be able to really kind of tell these stories to the best of our abilities. It'll be exciting. I think that's a good mix to kind of pull from a little bit of Murder House, a little bit of Whitlow, sprinkle in a little bit, you know, extra of the, the different sauces that we have. And you might have a really good movie. But I think, again, that's what you get from, you know, creating all these movies and getting an understanding here. I think the last thing I really want to end on is just kind of what you're looking forward to when it comes to this production. I feel like each time we make a movie, did you do one or two areas? My area, as always, has been the production value and the gore. And I will continue to say I'm looking forward to the increases in that. Specifically, I think the process of what we're doing with the ghosts and kind of getting people... I, I think, the, again, you know, what you're talking with with the roles, <clears throat> having that balance of pretty straightforward roles that we can do to kind of work with our, our community, but also utilizing them in the sense of, I think there's not a better role than if you get someone, they progress the lore, they progress the story, and then they get murdered. I think that is like the, that is a beautiful, you know, chef's kiss on being able to be part of a horror movie is getting murdered and, you know, delivering your lines and things like that. So I think, understanding that process and seeing more importantly how it helps with the pacing of the movie and i think again because they're the ghosts you can kind of have them popping up you can show the video of them getting murdered there's just there's a lot of flexibility they're almost kind of like a swiss army knife 
of the movie or of the horror movies. And I think it's going to be something we rely on moving forward, kind of as we've been leaning into it a little bit this year, each production that we've had. So I'm kind of excited to see how that pans out. What would you say you're specifically looking forward to with this production when it comes to just what we're trying out? I think it's just getting the pacing down. Um, I think we've made a lot of progress this year with basically a cold grave um, to the Bigfoot project to girl in cabin 14 to this one, really making sure that these movies move very, very quickly. Um, I do remember when we had murder house um, and we were pitching it, we were trying to get it um, with some bigger platforms. The feedback I got was, Hey, I can't believe this seemed like this was an hour and 15 minute movie. And that's a huge compliment. The fact that, you can take someone's time an hour and 15 minutes at a time and it goes by fast. And I think the biggest issue with a lot of indie films that I watch with probably 90% of the indie films that I watch is that the pace is just very slow and there's not a lot going on and there could be a big buildup, but you know, to hit all the marks to have the satisfactory satisfactory conclusion to a, you know, movie where uh, you have all this buildup and you have a good conclusion is very difficult to do. So, you know, once again, we're just really trying to work on pacing, really making sure that the audience is engaged at all times, that we're telling the story properly, that people understand what's going on, what's going to happen next, um, you know, is fundamental filmmaking. And I think that this is where we are right now. I think if we could really get pacing done. We can start to focus on atmosphere and really creating a creepy, um, basically place setting, understanding of, you know, just atmospheric tones. Cause that's my favorite horror is ba- my, I'm telling you, you guys that, you know, we're trying to focus on pacing and making sure everything's quick. And my favorite horror movies are slow burn horror movies. But I think for what we're doing now, where our stuff lands on, um, you know, these streaming platforms is paramount to hold people's attention. You have to make the movies go first. And I think that if we can understand pacing, if we can really learn how to pace these movies properly, keep people's attention, then we can kind of go back and slow it down a little bit and really work on building atmosphere and pacing and really kind of build that tension that needs to be there essentially to have a, a satisfying conclusion. Exactly that, my friend. So that's what we're going to be looking at. And again, we will keep you updated as we continue to progress. But that's going to wrap up this show. Be sure to take a look at Horror in the Forest online. Be sure to give it a rent and review as it means the world to us. And take a look at our Discord channel because auditions are going on right now. But until then, have a good one, my friends.